0: Welcome to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast. The place to be if you just want to connect with other special educators, if you want to gain insights and strategies, or obtain resources to help you in your journey as you grow as a special educator. Episode 8, How to Accommodate Lesson Plans and Homework Assignments so that your students succeed, was the most highly downloaded podcast episode thus far for just for special education teachers. And I think that teachers need much help in this category. And Erica and I could have talked for hours in episode eight about this topic. I hope to invite Erica back soon to talk about this topic. In the meantime, I decided to create a follow-up episode on this topic. And my intention for this episode is to give teachers some guidance regarding how to identify the most appropriate type of accommodations that will be necessary for your students. So first, let's talk about what an accommodation is. I know this is a highly debated subject in the special education realm, but here's a definition that uh, resonated with me. I actually took this... I, I saw several definitions for it. I've seen several definitions for it, and I kind of took pieces from each definition that I saw and created one that resonated with me the most. So this is what I use as a definition for an accommodation. An accommodation is a change to instructional or testing procedures or materials that is designed to help students overcome the challenges presented by their disabilities and allows them to fully access curriculum and accurately demonstrate knowledge. Now, if an accommodation does not meet all three of the criteria that I'm getting ready to explain, then It's most likely not an accommodation. So let's talk about the three criteria that I use to determine whether something is an accommodation or not. So, one, an accommodation does not change expectations for learning. Two, an accommodation does not reduce the requirements of the task. And three, accommodations don't change what the student is required to learn. Those three things. Now, if it doesn't meet all three of these criteria, then it is most likely a modification and not an accommodation. Now, why is it important to be able to distinguish between the two? Because When allowing modifications and modifying an assignment, the student is not acquiring the same skills as his peers, and that can impede his progress in later grade levels. Okay, so now let's talk about the four different types of accommodations. When you're thinking about helping a student in class, accommodating a work assignment, a Accommodating a homework assignment is very important to determine what kind of accommodation that student is going to need. And so what I do is break break them up into four, the four different types. Then you can focus on then creating an accommodation for that specific need. Okay. So here are the four. The first one is a presentation accommodation. The second one is a response accommodation, third setting accommodation, and four timing and scheduling accommodations. So those four different types of accommodations. Now let's talk about each one in more detail. A presentation accommodation changes the way that instructions, directions, and information is presented. So for example, let's say that the assignment is that students are to read independently for 20 minutes. Okay. And you have a student that reads below grade level and can't read the text independently. So what can you do to accommodate this student in the classroom so that the student has access to the general education curriculum? Well, one potential accommodation, and this would be a presentation accommodation, would be to provide the student with an audiobook, or to provide text to speech software, or to provide a human reader. Those accommodations would be considered presentation accommodations because they're changing the way that the information is presented. Instead of the student having to read from a book, independently, which that student can't do, you're changing the way that that reading material is presented by either providing the student with an audiobook, providing the student with text to speech software, or having someone read the material to the student. Okay. So that's a presentation accommodation. The second type of accommodation is response accommodations. Now, response accommodations allow students with disabilities to demonstrate their learning by completing instruction, assignments, or assessments through ways other than typical or verbal responses. So let's say, for example, the assignment is to write a five-paragraph persuasive essay. And this student has challenges writing or forming letters. Well, a potential accommodation for a student that has challenges writing or forming letters could be to provide the student with a pencil grip. So for this particular accommodation, you're not violating any of the three criteria that we discussed before, right? We're we're not changing the expectations for learning. We're not reducing the requirements of the task. We're not changing what the student is required to learn. We're simply providing the student with a pencil grip so that the student can demonstrate mastery of the assignment by writing the five-paragraph par- essay, but the student just need some support with writing or forming letters. Another potential accommodation would be the student can use a typewriter to type the answers instead of writing it on on a piece of paper, right? So the student is demonstrating mastery of the five paragraph persuasive essay by typing the answer as opposed to writing the answer on pencil and paper. Now, let's say that We're talking about the same assignment and we're still on response accommodations, but let's say that the student has difficulty organizing information. So the student understands the assignment. The student has no problem memorizing the information and knows exactly what they want to say to be able to be persuasive in the five paragraph essay, has no problems with the grammar and things of that sort. But what the student does have problems with is difficulty organizing information. So then what would be a potential accommodation for this student? Well, we have graphic organizers. We could have a template, which is a guide to writing the five paragraph essay with sentence starters or things of that sort, right? So this, a, a template or sentence starters or graphic organizer helps the student to organize the information. Now, does this violate any of the rules of an accommodation, the three criteria that we talked about? No, it's not it, It's not changing the expectations for learning. The student is doing the exact same same assignment that the other students are doing. It's not reducing the requirements of the task, and it's not changing what the student is required to learn. The student still has to write A five-paragraph essay but the student is just getting some support with the organization piece of the assignment all right so let's talk about the next type of accommodation which is a setting accommodation setting accommodations allow a change of location or the characteristics of of an environment so let's say for example a student is distracted easily well, a teacher might allow a student create a, an accommodation to test in a different class with a small group of students, may move, move the student's desk to the front of the classroom, noise cancellation headphones to make the environment quieter for the student, noise cancellation headphones to make the environment quieter for the student, or maybe provide the student with an adjustable table height. For those students, say, for example, who use wheelchairs. That would be an example of a setting accommodation. And I think that's a, this is an accommodation that many special education teachers are very familiar with. And the fourth type of accommodation is a, timing and scheduling accommodation. Then this is another accommodation that most special education teachers are very familiar with. A timing accommodation allows for changes to how a student's time is organized. For example, maybe extended time to complete a task or frequent breaks. So let's say for example, that a student t- takes a longer time to process information. The teacher may implement an accommodation that allows the student to take the test at a different time of day when the student is more alert. She may split the test up to be taken three different times throughout the day so that the student doesn't get tired and so fatigued. She may extend the time of a test to allow the student to process that information slowly. She may allow for frequent breaks or give the student multiple sessions to complete the test or break large assignments into smaller assignments. That will fall into the timing and scheduling accommodation category. I think once you can identify which category of accommodation the student might need it makes it a little bit easier then to come up with the appropriate type of accommodation. So let's go back to, let's talk more about the presentation and response accommodations because I think that's where teachers have the most difficulty coming up with accommodations and creating accommodations for those two categories. So let's say now we know that our student, because he has difficulty Decoding text, then we know, okay, that student is going to need a presentation accommodation. And so we kind of already talked about that, the different types of accommodations that you could use for a student that is reading below grade level. Now, let's say that the student has difficulty comprehending text. Okay, so that falls then into the category of presentation accommodations. And so what kind of accommodation can we give for a student that has challenges comprehending text? Well, some examples would be um, an advanced organizer or visual cues, color coding key information, digital text that provides definitions, previewing the vocabulary that the student is going to need to know before the lesson is actually presented. Okay. So that would be an example of a presentation accommodation. Another example would be the student has difficulty understanding information that is presented orally. So oftentimes the teacher is lecturing in the classroom, right? So what type of accommodation can we give for a student that has difficulty uh, understanding information that is presented orally? Well, that would fall under presentation accommodation, right? Because the teacher is presenting or instructing the lesson. So we could make sure that certain information is repeated. Again, another thing could be um, an advanced organizer. Note takers. Maybe the student can utilize the notes, either the teacher's modified, modified teacher's notes, or maybe there is a student in the classroom that takes very, concise notes and maybe that student can share their notes with the student that has challenges understanding information that's presented orally. Maybe closed sentences can be provided for that student that has difficulty understanding information that is presented orally. So things of that sort. Response accommodations. So response accommodations are appropriate for students that don't have any issues or challenges receiving the information understanding the lectures in class it doesn't have any problems with the way that the instruction is delivered what this student has challenges with when you have when a need for response accommodations or you have difficulty demonstrating your mastery of what you just learned, demonstrating the mastery of the material. So how can we help a student then that needs support there? We would call those response accommodations. For example, a student has difficulty verbally communicating. So what are some examples of response accommodations that can help a student that has challenges with verbal communication? Visuals or gestures would help the student. Alternative modes of communication like sign language or assistive technology, a written alternative communication device. That would be an example. What about a student that has challenges with oral expression, has difficulty finding words or speaking in front of a group? What kind of response accommodations could you make for that student? Well, maybe you could allow the student to have an alternative response mode. So instead of having to orally present something, maybe the student can write a written report instead. The student has challenges organizing information. So the student understood the lecture, everything that the teacher said, but now the student has to take notes based on what the teacher said so that the student can study for a test that's coming up. So what kind of response accommodation could you make for that student? A graphic organizer. Graphic organizers are great for students that have challenges organizing information. Templates, another thing, great for helping students that need support organizing information. Close sentences. Those are also great response accommodations for students that have challenges organizing information. I have a great resource that I use that I got from the Iris Peabody website that lists the four different types of accommodations and it has the student challenge listed and then it has a list of suggestions of say for example, presentation accommodations that you can use for a student that has that particular challenge. I think it's very helpful the way that it's organized and you can download a copy of this accommodations cheat sheet. Just go to this podcast episode page and in the notes, there will be a link that will allow you to download the accommodations cheat sheet, which is a great checklist that you can use as a resource. I refer to it often when I'm trying to think what kind of accommodation would be most appropriate for a student that has this particular challenge. And I think it's organized in a great way that it's listed by the type of accommodation first, and then they break it down to like student has difficulty with understanding information presented orally. And it has a list of suggested or possible accommodations that you can use for a student that has that particular type of challenge. So you're welcome to that resource. I am open to any comments that you have regarding this episode. If you have any additional accommodations that you use that are very helpful for your students, please be sure to join our Facebook group and continue the dialogue and share the resources that you use, the accommodations that you use with your students to support all other special education teachers that listen to this podcast. Do you have any questions or comments that you would like to add to this discussion? If so, head on over to our Facebook page where we welcome your comments. Thanks for listening to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, and I hope to see you here at the same time next week.